Jeroen, Brennan G and welcome to episode 4 of Cult of Geshcast, the show that pokes the contusion of group delusion. I'm Gavin. I'm Philip. And Phil, we're about to boldly... <laughs> 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 alright? None of that happened? patter, man. It makes me yeah. sick. I was typing it out and I was like, that'll be a fun inch. We're about to boldly... <laughs> I hate it so much. Every time you do that, worms come out your mouth. I know, and I don't know where to put them. I've got a lovely house and I'm covering it in worms. <laughs> Not again. Um, uh, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. I just had a six-hour commute from London. Six hours? Six hours. How did you travel? Uh, by plane and train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my work were like, hey man, fly back to Edinburgh, you don't live there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. What were you doing in London? I was visiting work uh-huh. to do some video editing. Um, and uh, I saw uh, a, a bald man who claims to be my friend. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Well, right. as we know, we'll soon be above friends other than each other. Obviously. Yes, of course. Yeah, you'll be my only friend. <laughs> so, throw off the shackles of humanity and yep. finally just ascend. And, you know, become a super being. Like Goro. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Goro, man. Like Goro, man. Have Who's your favourite from Mortal Kombat? Goro? Goro, of course. Or uh, Redan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mm-hmm. this episode looks at one of the stranger eggs out there. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek. Remember we were just going to call them eggs. Yeah, we did like all the episode, didn't mention it. Um, so, exciting times, because we love Star Trek. Yes. And for new listeners to the show, table, we'll set the set the pace. Right Let's now. do that. Phil and I used to do a gaming podcast, like yes. for eight years, a long time, a long time. Veterans, and and we but we jacked it in. We jacked it in because veterans became legends. Exactly, we were deemed legends by Twitter, and you used that legendary status to start a cult. And every episode of the Cult of Geshcast, we're going to look at a different cult. We're going to determine one good and positive lesson they can teach us. And it's going to make our own cult rise above the rest. Exactly. And from, you know, we have to look in the dirt to Mm -hmm. find those gems of eggs. That's it. Um, So we have spent the last couple of months dealing with some real subhuman scum. Real subhuman (laughs) scum. But as you say, even the most beautiful flowers come from the dirt, don't they? Yes, exactly. Um, Now, we did a special bridge episode about a week or so ago to set the tone and scene for what you're about to hear. Mm -hmm. And if you missed it, go back. uh, You can hear our personal histories. That's, with Star yep, Trek. Yep, it's all there, laid um, out. And uh, if you're an indeed, if you're an initiate to the Cult of Gesh cast by giving <laughs> us $1 for unfettered access, basically a Kit Kat, uh, <laughs> and our Patreon, you'll access to an even extra Star a, Trek And episode. more extra. It's more extra. Uh, it's an inspired mini-sode. Some are calling Phil pretty misogynistic. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got down and dirty. Yeah, we just said who would fancy and shagging that. <laughs> Um, but important nonetheless yeah do you know what I mean frames the whole shebang even the most beautiful pictures have come from the dirt come from the dirt (laughs) so the cult of Geshcast exists yes and before we even look into the next cult the cult of Star Trek Mm -hmm. we need to go into the rules that we have now that's a brilliant idea in a section that we're calling cult Cult status. status welcome to cult status thank you everyone Um, so Gavin what rules have we got in place already? So far, mm-hmm. uh, in episode one, we looked at Heaven's Gate. Yes. And we decided that Heaven's Gate, despite being uh, a bit dodgy. A bit dodgy. Had suicide pact. Suicide pact. Castration. Castration. All that stuff. But they had good clobber. They had good, good, good trainers. Good trainers. So we decided, from now on, only good trainers. Rule number one, only good trainers. 
<laughs> Cult number two that we looked at? Scientology. Oh, it was a dodgy one. Still a bunch of bad bastards. Absolutely, there's no argument from me, my friend. The thing is, like, However, it can be libelous to call them bad, bad bastards. bastards. So we'll call them BBs, Boys Brigades from now on. <laughs> a couple of Boys Brigades over there. A couple there. of Boys Brigades. What did we learn from those guys? How to make money, how to get cash That's out it. of the weak willed and weak minded. Monetizing. Patreon's open. That's it, we've done it. We're up to how many? We'll save it for cult we'll status. For, for other cult status later. <laughs> uh, and three. Three. Uh, was when we looked at uh, the Manson family Ooh. and uh, and we decided that their big thing to take from them was influence, how you influence people. Influence people, that's right. How you can spread your legend. So what we did was we took all our funds that we gathered from the initial Patreon yep. distribution mm-hmm. and we, we splurged it all on a hashtag. We spent it all on buying our own hashtag. And that's still out there. It's still free to use. Yep. Cog love. It's available for 60 days. Still going. <laughs> still still going. within within the, the target area. Yep. We found out that apparently buying a hashtag, paying all that money to that African prince, didn't give us just the hashtag, but apparently we share it with the Church of God. Apparently we, share, we do share it with the Church of God. I Church didn't of God. Know at the time but uh, maybe they were the previous owners maybe it's like when you get a new mobile and you get a new number and it turns out you still get a call now and again I just a text like John now Alex are you going to bring us some bruschetta (laughs) (laughs) it's a fancy phone you got (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's it so we have good clobber we make money we're influential what is the cult of Star Trek going to teach us who knows there's only one way to find out and that's to just boldly go and beam ourselves up And so, Gavin, mm-hmm. in investigating the cult of Star Trek, our fun, fun episode. Yeah, well, that's it. We, we did three really grim episodes involved Moida, drudgery. Just the worst. So every couple of episodes, we are going to have a fun one. Give a wee sprinkling of fairy dust just to perk people back up, keep them from uh, get, getting a wee bit down. Keep them from getting a wee bit down. If you're dealing from with crippling anxiety or crippling, uh, what was the other one? Paralysis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paralysis this, due to a toxic flower. This might help you. Mm-hmm. So, Phil, tell me a little about what you got. So I'm going to set the scene here. I'm going to tell right. you a little bit about how Star Trek... I'm not going to go into too much detail because it's easy to get lost in detail here. Yes. But stay with me, if you will, whilst I set the scene. I'll try. The cult of Star Trek, of course... Gavin, naturally, started off the back of the original Star Trek television series, which aired for the first time in 1966, when England won the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's coming home. <laughs> and ran for three seasons. The original series, or Toss, as it's commonly known, followed the adventures of one Captain James P. Kirk and his crew <laughs> on the USS Enterprise, the interstellar flagship of the United Federation of Planets, in the far-flung 23rd century. Jeez, that sounds good. It's exciting, isn't it? You can see why it gripped so many people at the time. The original series spun off into a cartoon, Mm -hmm. multiple motion pictures, both prequel and sequel series, and as we're about to get a new series, we're on the verge of... That's right, yeah. a, A new Netflix series, Star Trek Discovery. What do you think? Do you think it looks all right? I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. I think it will be. I think it'll be good. Um... At the heart of each of these iterations are the core values on which the cult of Star Trek has evolved. A progressive, peaceful worldview in which the baser motivations of humanity, like money or war, have been superseded by a lust for exploration. Oh. Yeah? 
I love. I like the lust angle. <laughs> it's a lot of lust. General inclusion and a wide-eyed optimism for a reality in which all beings can coexist, sharing knowledge and technology for the advancement and benefit of all. Good, strong core values. Gene's vision. Gene's <laughs> vision. Um, are you making notes, by the way? Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah. Take, I'll, as, as it happens, I'll take stuff down. Cool. If anything jumps out to me, inclusion. Inclusion. Good. Good stuff. Uh, a few other franchises have managed to instill the lasting appeal that has transcended decades. And in many respects, Star Trek is the original blueprint for pop culture. <laughs> yeah, you like it? I've gone deep here. It's good. No, you really have. I like this. I, I respect this. this more than I usually <laughs> respect you. Uh, Science fiction comic conventions, <laughs> more than they usually do. <laughs> Science fiction comic conventions were already a thing in the 1960s and 70s. However, Star Trek was the first TV show that engaged with fans to a level at which they decided that it could no longer share the spotlight with general sci-fi shows. Mm-hmm. Had to spread its wings because its own thing. Yeah. The first of these true Star Trek conventions was started by a group of fans known as the Committee. <laughs> Badasses, man. Exactly, so good. Who combined their cash and rented a hotel ballroom with the hope of attracting an estimated few hundred like minded fans together to discuss and celebrate their favourite TV show. Events included art shows, a dealer's room, costume contests, a display provided by NASA, <laughs> <laughs> and episode screenings from original 16mm prints. Special guest speakers, Gavin, included show creator John Roddenberry, show creator Spouse, and show actress Majel Barrett, show writer DC Fontana, possibly the best name in show business. Yeah, that's good. And the inventor of all robots, Isaac Asimov himself was there. The programmer of all robots. That's the one. Um, That's actually a pretty loaded fucking Star Trek convention. It's a hell of a lineup. Um, So they estimated a few hundred people would show up at this first one. Gavin... Several thousand people showed up. And not just the traditional male beca- trench coated stinkers that often frequent these events, but younger people. I was just going to say, imagine how many uh, cloudy orange aviators <laughs> were in the crowd. Real tackleberry glasses. Big tackleberries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, younger people, female women people, and non white people also showed up to it. How come? I have no idea. <laughs> The term Trekkie itself started out life as a derogatory term for these new unexpected fan groups. Had they read Dune? No. (laughs) Had they read Dune? (laughs) They were merely groupies. No, wait. They were Trekkies. I love it. Yeah. But Trekkies weren't going anywhere, and they continued to lap up any form of media which expanded their knowledge and interaction with their beloved universe. Based on the popularity of the first fan convention, a series of annual events was soon established. Over time, similar events were held across the globe. Even Scotland. Even in Scotland <laughs> itself. Star Trek celebrated its 50th anniversary in the year 2016 AD with the largest fan convention ever held in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> and the organisers of that event, when at their peak in the 1990s, said that they were putting on over 120 Star Trek conventions globally each year. Jeez. Pretty ridiculous. Since the 1960s, there has been at least a version of the TV show for each generation, starting, of course, with uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, the best one. The best one. Then Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, and now Discovery. Now Discovery. In the pre-internet dark times, the long, long ago, the fan community was fed by groups like the Star Trek Welcome Committee. <laughs> 
actual name. Welcometti. Welcometti. Um, homemade reference materials like the Encyclopedia Star Trek Concordance, and thousands of zines were compiled in basements and shared to a rabid fan base. Fan fiction became a thing uh, as aspiring storytellers, predominantly female, writing Slashman. We'll get there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Created their own adventures in the final frontier. Slash fiction became a thing. Yeah. Romantic and erotic tales of Kirk and Spock becoming as interlocked as the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cutting this bit. <laughs> Slash fiction became a thing. Romantic and erotic tales of Kirk and Spock becoming as entangled as the apocal guard. Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're too in, much. We're in no rush. Slash fiction became a thing. Gavin. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic and erotic tales of Kirk and Spock becoming as interlocked as the. <laughs> Let's go. Come out with it. It's not even that good. <laughs> as the Gordian knot. <laughs> Oh, fuck it. I wouldn't have picked Gordian Nut. No? No, no I mean, no, I, I, if I was going to guess what you were going to say, I wouldn't have picked Gordian Nut, but it's good. With the dawning of the internet, fan sites and communities emerged. Dedicated wikis and forums, meetups, cosplays, fan films distributed by YouTube, and of course, Rule 34. Of course. Each iteration of the TV show continued to attract new fans, lured by space exploration, common themes of collective embetterment, and of course, the replicator technology. Oh my god, the ultimate. <laughs> Star Trek is a cult without a clear leader. Instead, it has inspired and captured the hearts and minds of countless thousands through a code of conduct. A willingness to believe in something bigger than ourselves. A belief that one day we'll throw off the shackles of our history and finally unite under one banner to show our true potential, spreading our message across the stars, saving those in need, inspiring with bravery and self-sacrifice. The only shame, Gavin, mm -hmm. is that those people who have bought into this, so far, those inspired and forward-thinking few, are such spineless nerds. <laughs> <laughs> the cult... Of Star Trek, if you will. Wow, we. Now, we have a great love. We've mentioned this in the, in the, the Bridge episode. Mm. We have a great love for a particular documentary movie. Yes. Called Trekkies. Trekoids. Trekkies is my... It's in my top five favourite films yeah. of all time. I love it. I, it's, it's extremely quotable. Very, There's a lot to take in visually. Yeah. As we spoke about in the last time, a lot of very interesting body shapes. If you could have... Any film that was able to deliver smells. Yeah. Trekkies would be the one, man. And I don't mean that as a purely, like, slagging. No. Because there's some people who I just want, who I don't imagine smell bad, but I still want to smell. Aye. Oh, that's it. Exactly. Like the owl, you know, stuff the like owl. that. But there's like... Those four kind of really housewifey women, the one that won't see bitch. Yeah. She's saying that she's, Janeway was not a, a witch with a capital B. <laughs> <laughs> the power good stuff. is so fucking good in Trekkies, apart from those radio DJs who are arseholes. But the rest of it is just an absolute peach. A joy. There's too much to go into almost with Trekkies. Mm -hmm. Like I, I highly recommend everybody if you haven't go and watch it because it's so good. <laughs> and of course, Trekkies too is a less good, slightly more depressing one in Europe. It's a little more depressing, but there's a really good patter in that as well. Yeah, yeah. The whole you know, like asking that that German lassie haunts my dreams, man. Like, what <laughs> do you do? Stars? Seeing stars and long nights. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Of course, the filk. 
And of course the Felk. The summer sunlight. <laughs> oh, I've got vengeance on me here, man. Um, okay, well, thank you for that, Phil. There you go. Do you feel induced? I feel a little induced. I'm yeah. a little dilated right now. Good. Uh, I feel that I know a little bit more about the, the history. That's how that's how it all went down. And some of those those people... Do you feel like... You know, because I always feel that with fandom and people who become obsessed uh-huh. with shows or anything, really, that it's very easy to take the piss. Absolutely. So just keep that in mind for later. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about that, then? No, well, it, I think it's, it's the same way any of these kind of... When you talk about Trekkies, you watch it um, and... The part of you that is laughing at it is obviously the the you know there's another part of you that is really seeing a lot yourself. Yeah, you're in these people and that yeah uh-huh. for sure. I mean, there's even at that point, like I don't know, like you're like haha, that that kid's got a little Klingon pistol. <laughs> you're like, I'd like that wee Klingon pistol. I'm good know? man, and never before have I heard you using the show. <laughs> that's that's, that's the right. best wee guy, so good. <laughs> it has a a stun setting. <laughs> never before have I heard it used in Star Trek. Like yes, we man. I'm only jealous because I never went to a Star Trek convention. I would love to go. Not not a comic convention that has Star Trek stuff there. Mm-hmm. A specific Star Trek convention. I would love to go to something like that. We went to. I think it was just one of the wee comic conventions that used to be in the West End, and I remember not buying the set of four framed little pictures of the captains. Right. Okay. Just each of the captains. I didn't buy them. My friend Brian did. Right. And any time I go for a piss in his flat, it's in the bathroom. There's just a wee framed picture of Benjamin Sisko in his bathroom. And every time I see him, I'm like, fuck, why did I buy them? And they're so good. Just make one. Make them yourself, man. No, I'm too lazy. I don't have a high enough (laughs) enough quality printer. (laughs) I'll do them a work for you, man. Oh, thanks, man. That's nice. Not worth getting sacked. (laughs) Um, Okay. In that case, we've had the history. That was fun, but there's time for a little bit more. Yeah? Fun. I I love fun. I've got a little little quiz for you okay okay now this episode i'm going back to the old Geshkast staple quiz okay which is probably pretty mean because there's only one of his gear apart from me <laughs> so there's only one contestant mm-hmm. but this welcome to the final front cheer <laughs> okay it's good yep i'm going to give you the setup I'm glad it's not the same name yeah. i've got for mine good <laughs> i'm going to give you the setup to some star trek related jokes <laughs> you've got to tell me what you think the punchline's going to be Jesus. One point for a correct answer, two if it's a better joke. Okay. Point system, pretty pointless in general, because uh-huh. there's only one of his. Only one of but points ultimately do mean presence. Yeah, I hope someone's keeping... I'm not keeping score, so... No, fuck no. Uh, okay, you ready? Yes. Okay, set up one, as we say in the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, <laughs> what does a Romulan frog use for camouflage? <laughs> a Romulan frog... <laughs> What does he use for camouflage? Is that a croak? It's a croaking device, yes. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that tickles. Um, number two. Uh-huh. What did Spock find in Kirk's toilet? <laughs> what did Spock? <laughs> was it the captain's log? It was indeed the captain's log, yes. That's a Lowbury one. Yeah. That's kind of P2 one. Next one. What is Seven of Nine's favourite fast food place? <laughs> is it Burger King? It's Burger King, yes! <laughs> three for three, man, this is good. <laughs> okay, 
Uh-huh. Next one. What did the first officer answer when Picard asked, why Why did you let Troy win at poker? So what did the first officer answer when Picard asked, why did you let Troy win at poker? <laughs> it's obviously got something to do with Riker, but I don't know what that is. Well, it's, you know, why did you let Troy win at poker? Because I like her. Because I like her. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good, that. <laughs> and the last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are eyeglasses called on Vulcan? <laughs> Fuck. What are eyeglasses called on Vulcan? What are eyeglasses called on Vulcan? <laughs> Gonna have to rush you. I don't know. I don't know. Spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's the best one. That's that makes it. no sense. Yeah, I love it. The final frontier, everyone. The we reached fray. it. I won as well because I'm the only one here. Exactly. Well, oh, that was almost too much for me. <laughs> Do you want to go into our quick segment here? Uh, yeah, sure. Should um, we just jump quickly into cult status? Yeah, we'll do a new section, cult status. Hello? Oh, hello? Hi, can I speak to Owen, please? Yes, hello. Hi, Owen, this is Gavin uh, from Cult of Geshcast. Hello, Gavin. Uh, I don't know if you want me to not refer to what just happened because of the edit, but I'm very sorry. What the fuck are you talking about? He's fucked it already. Oh, I, I see, I see. Hello, Gavin. Uh, <laughs> where did you come from? <laughs> That's uh, long time no speak. Yeah, um, also Philip is here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Owen. Hello, Phil. Hello. Um, so, you promised me you wouldn't. Okay, never mind. Listen, we're not here to be your fucking pal, okay? We're going to ask you five questions. Are you ready? Yes. Hang on. Philip, ask him the first question. Who are you? Owen O'Donnell. How are you? I am quite well, thank you. Skills? Uh, Very steady hands, and I'm very patient with others. Interesting. I like it. What's stopping you? Um, (laughs) Crippling self-doubt. Another... Crippling <laughs> anxiety, I see. Okay, very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's and becoming a common theme. Yeah. Any shout outs? Um, Philip. Aww. Oh. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and O'Donnell there. It's nice to speak to him. Do you know what? It's always fun to touch base with. The uh, the lower reaches of our society. Absolutely, Philip. Please rate the quality of your call. That was at least four, four stars, four and st- and submit it if you four will. stars. Of course, is the sweet spot because if you give three, they want to know why it's only a three, mm-hmm. and if they say five, they want you to go in the app store and say say as much. And so four is the sweet spot. The sweet spot. Although what I didn't like about that was submit, which does have a bit of a masochistic kind of master and slave yeah, whips and chains, French ticklers. Let's record a podcast. Yeah. So, Gavin, this is, as always, a show of two halves. Oh, of course, of course, yes. So, what have you been looking into? Well, 
<laughs> Phil, <laughs> yeah. Star Trek obsession. Oh. Because, you know, we have this, the fans. Yes. Now, people sometimes take it a little too far. Let's put it on my own heart has fallen off the thing voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, tell me a little bit more. Yeah. This. So any cult or large group focuses, uh, if they focus on a similar goal or topic, uh, like that, the cult of Star Trek drew in a diverse legion of fans. Mm. And mostly white, straight nerds, males. <laughs> sure. But look, listen, mm-hmm. it's okay. You can find Star Trek fans anywhere. You can find them from the cool, dank recesses of a basement trading card shop to the cool, dank recesses of a comic book shop. <laughs> These guys know how to fucking party. I, I, I felt guilty writing that because I don't want to play that card. Because honestly, Star Trek is designed to appeal to everyone. Yeah. It's to promote unity in all forms. And it might not always work out that way within the fandom or even the show itself at times. But Gene's vision. Yeah. Vision yeah. of people all walks of life working together for a better tomorrow is something I wish more people would subscribe to. So I thought, you're looking at the history side of the show and the fans. I'll look at the more extreme behaviours exhibited by fans of Star Trek. Excellent. So I think it's clear that when you shine a light on some of these folks, though, there's drivers for their behaviour which aren't exactly a bucket of laughs. <laughs> okay. So Precursor. I think Warning. If you're, yeah, if you're the kind of person to get covered in Klingon tattoos and attack someone with a batleth, you're probably going to have ended up doing something similar no matter what you're into. Yeah. Whether you're into fucking Inspector Gadget, you know, you probably would have attacked someone with a Google Gadget roller skate or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, a certain type of person pours themselves into a show, a book, or something that lies outside of themselves because they need to fill a hole within themselves. And whether it's a guy f- with a room full of phasers or two men with rooms full of Transformers, <laughs> being a fan of something can get away from you. Mm-hmm. And it happened with these folks. So it's just a wee heads up, maybe not be so judgmental. In my list, <laughs> top Star Trek mad bastard. <laughs> All right. This is good. We never gave this kind of warning for any of the articles. I know. It really made me laugh. I was just writing it. Please forgive them. They don't know what they do. They don't know what they're talking about, do they? Okay, so I've got a, like a list of things that I thought were pretty interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Now. The maddest skulls in Star Trek. The maddest skulls in Star Trek. No, there was like people who'd spent a lot of money and you yeah. think, you know, what a waste. But really, in reality, it's fucking badass. Too right, man. This woman chase in your Quebec. Bliss. Yeah, exactly. Chase your bliss. This is exactly. I start with a nice one because this woman uh, decorated her basement like the original series bridge. Excellent. Spent eighteen grand to do it. Brilliant. Our money. <laughs> is that right? She's on Quebec, so she spent like thirty thirty million Canadian dollars, eighteen <laughs> grand in her money. But you have to wonder, like, what could be worth that kind of money? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she explained it, and it's actually quite sweet how she explained it. It's like. She said, standing there, being 51 years old, it was like I was beamed back to my nine-year-old girl's mind, who so often wished her beloved Captain Kirk would bring her aboard his vessel. Aww. All at once I was on the Enterprise. The illusion itself was the reward. That's nice. Is that not nice? That is lovely. I was like, reading that, I was like, fucking good for her. Too right, and who doesn't want the fucking bridge of the Enterprise in their house? Exactly, the original as well. Yes. I mean, it's not what I would go for. I'd go for... You know, next generation, but mm-hmm. much more plush, very warm, but full in their money. <laughs> exactly those that walnut wood. <laughs> ah. Second one, right? Mm-hmm. This is better though because a man uh-huh. spent five hundred thousand uh-huh. converting his basement <laughs> to look like Jean Luc Picard's own vessel, says the Daily Mail headline. 
And this is where my own bit of obsessed, geeky rage came out, Phil, because did he fuck? <laughs> so this guy from New York spent over 1,500 hours converting his basement to basically be a Star Trek museum okay. of sorts. Costumes, bang, weapons, replicas, props. And it's actually pretty cool. Mm. But <laughs> I don't remember Jean-Luc Picard sitting down on a battered leather sofa. <laughs> nice try, my friend. Nice try. Or Kirk's chair, which he had. Certainly not in the original series uniforms that they're all wearing in the fucking pictures. Ugh. Yet this article mentions Jean-Luc Picard no less than three times. And it's clear this guy's more into the original series. He's into Toss. He's into Toss. But the actual basement is modelled on the NX-01 from Enterprise. What? Come on. Well, exactly. Is there anybody out there that can fucking understand how upsetting this is? <laughs> So I went to the Daily Mail comment section uh-huh. and I found my pal, uh, Jazz Dianeris, who said, um, <laughs> I didn't see anything even Jean-Luc Picardish in any of the pics in the article. Too right. And the NX-01 was the very first Enterprise under Archer. If he's the avid fan he appears to be, the mistake wasn't his. But I'm a lifelong trekker from 1966 until the day I die. <laughs> If his collectibles are genuine and not the knockoffs that appear available online, it's still impressive. <laughs> well, Magnanimous. <laughs> That's it. He's a trekker. Do you know what I mean? He's a fan. He walks with them. Exactly. That's it. He's motivated. <laughs> he doesn't run down the aisle screaming, Spock, Spock, Spock. He walks down the aisle. <laughs> walk, walk, walk. <laughs> Okay, so that's people who, in a nice way, have taken their money and their time and they've invested it yeah. in something that is beneficial to them and enriches their lives and the lives of other Star Trek fans. But that's going to take us neatly into what a section I'm calling Batleth Watch. <laughs> Batleths are fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Big gnarly blades. Big Klingon weapons. If you haven't seen one, look it up, dude. <laughs> and a mechleth while you're at it. Klingon shit is so cool. <laughs> No, it's weird I was thinking about Klingons because I'm like, I love Klingons. Mm-hmm. But they do represent really everything I hate. Like, they are intensely, like, not, this is just me trying to show my fucking SJW White Knight-a-thon here, but mm-hmm. to be, like, they're very misogynistic, very violent, very aggressive, like, all the mm. things I am not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're like, maybe you see a bit of what you want to be in a Klingon. Yeah, you could do with a bit of Klingon in maybe your I life. could do with a bit of Klingon. Certainly do have a pain stick up my rod. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, just wait. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know where that Patreon money's going. Uh, so, yeah, people, it's plenty of people have been genuinely attacked, threatened or injured with replica batlets. Some people, somebody even robbed a 7-Eleven with a batlet. Yeah. <laughs> running a shop with a batlet, like... Hand on over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you imagine when they were robbing them, they were doing some kind of performance style dance with it? I can to only show imagine. That they meant business. Yeah. <laughs> so that they were well trained in the arts. <laughs> were they just holding a batleth or were they in full Klingon gear? I think it was just a batleth, which is. Still good, though. It's still good. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know a lot about weaponry, mm. but surely a batleth is better than a sword. I would love to th- really. You know that bit where he really throws the blade and uh, Braveheart? <laughs> Yeah. Imagine doing that with a batleth through a Fuck. shop window, through a spar window. <laughs> Yet. And it's gone. It's fucking the shop's half. It's just embedded in the fags behind the the counter. Regal just raining. <laughs> and slow-mo. 
Um, so I was reading a story that made me laugh about a guy in Washington. He was having a dispute with his neighbour. Mm-hmm. His neighbour was using his trash can. Happens. It does. Uh, but it escalated until the guy got so annoyed that he ran into his house and grabbed the batleth off the wall. Yes. <laughs> and started swinging. And I fucking love the idea of having a batleth on the wall. Absolutely. Well, where else are you going to keep it? You're going to keep true. it in your little... Klingon possible suicide shrine like Warfat <laughs> <laughs> just ready to suicide himself at the fucking drop of a hat <laughs> that's my PSS it's my possible suicide shrine captain the um, the yeah but just the idea like obviously I'd never have I, I don't think I, I've, I'm quite there to have mm-hmm. a batleth just hanging above the the hearth no maybe under my bed but that said like if somebody burst into your house and you come at them with a fucking batleth Forget about it. Forget it's about it. It's over, man. They'd shit them, pa- them, them pants. They'd shit them pants. You think? Although it made me think that if you come out with a bat left, mm-hmm. if they don't know what it is, mm-hmm. they're like, holy shit, that's a fucking mental looking sword. But if they go, that's a bat left, I'm taking this guy in. <laughs> <laughs> this guy can't fight. <laughs> I know he's weak. Yeah. But um, so the article basically, the neighbor uh, came out of his house. And the guy with the batleth attacked him, mm. but the neighbour managed to block and then grab away the weapon. Uh-oh. Which is incredible, because imagine disarming someone who's swinging a batleth at you. But even worse, imagine being disarmed. Your honour is in the bin the shame. at that point. Yeah. You would get the Klingon right of discommendation. <laughs> Everyone turning their backs on him. He and his family would be stripped <laughs> of honour and shunned. His children suffering the same fate for seven generations hence. <laughs> so grim. <laughs> But um, yeah, let's do another grim one. <laughs> yeah. This one uh, shows how Star Trek can make even a grim time reasonably bearable and funny on uh, <laughs> occasion. Headline, woman arrested for murder after victim's son finds fatal bullet four years after the shooting. Okay. Okay. Kellyn A. Cota, 57, was arrested on Thursday in Las Vegas on suspicion of slaying uh, Charles Dealshay. He's num- he was 70. Uh, this happened in tw- uh, December 2017. This story was updated only about a week ago. Mm-hmm. So this was updated. Uh, this is fresh Trek news. Fresh Trek news. Police say that she was part of a ring of scammers and she was swindling him out of a million dollar inheritance. Dishley, who played the Klingon General Motog for a decade at this Las Vegas Hilton Star Trek <gasps> The Experience attraction, wow. was shot in the head, but no bullet was found at the scene. And it was only four years later, so like a week ago, his son was moving some furniture around mm-hmm. and he had a rattling within the plastic casing of this table. And it turns out it was the bullet. No way. Yep. So apparently his old man started to ask questions about these dodgy investments that the woman was making for him and for his trouble, she shot him in the nut. <laughs> and Through the old turtle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through the, the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> and then, but So they found the bullet, it matched her gun, and let me tell you, she's in fucking space jail for that one. Too right. But his friends remembered him as a warm-hearted family man who loved portraying the Klingon warrior Motog for legions of fans who came to the Las Vegas live show. You are missed, my friend, one wrote on Facebook. Rest in Stovokor, where the honoured live forever. Quapla. Quapla. <laughs> but I looked up the actual experience show yeah. that he was on, and I'd never seen it before. It's at Las Vegas Hilton, and it looked amazing. Yeah. Just a big tribute show. Loads of like live actors walking around playing the parts yeah uh huge big model ships everything looked amazing and the best thing about it is that all the videos are like 95 so they're all like got square the in the corner high yeah so, like square fuzzies like, can't make anything out it's, it's amazing um yeah but it's only that's only a taste of some of the weird 
tales mm. uh, from the Trekkie community. Plenty more are out there, especially if you get on our Patreon show <laughs> just one dollar a month to get unfed ducks. To find out more. It's the price of a Kit Kat. It's the price of a fucking Kit Kat. Now, as we were talking about earlier, we we'd mentioned Trekkies earlier on. And I was like, first I was like, should we do should we do a Trekkies commentary? That'd be fun. It'd be fun, but it'd be a lot of work. Yeah. So no. So no. no. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing We barely it. do this once every six weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Trekkies fans... Trekkie fans are mad. Mm-hmm. That's well, I can take it away from all that. <laughs> I don't really have an ending to that. I was just had like loads of wee things. I was like, here, don't judge them too harshly. Uh-huh. Then here's how them doing some mad stuff. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. See ya. <laughs> I went to. I, th- I I remember it being called the Star Trek Experience, but it wasn't like a stage show or anything right. like that. It was in Newcastle. Right. Okay. Okay. And we went to that. I can't remember when it was. I must have been. Like early teens, right? Ish. I mean, my dad went and walked around it and like got Ron. to see the costume. Ron was there. El Ron. El Ron. Got to see the costumes. Nice. A lot of costumes. Saw the original captain's chair. It's pretty beat up. Very nice. Um. Yeah. Do you think that uh, like like your thing? I don't have an internet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I went the, to um, a thing? There's is there not a thing in Blackpool where they have like a uh, they've got a few props and stuff, but they have a holodeck style room. Mm. It was just basically a black room with yellow tape all up it, but <laughs> it, I still look at it and I'm like, that's actually all right. I'd love to stand in that room. I'd like to stand in the room, have my picture taken. Yeah. Pretend I'm shagging Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Is that what your first... You're, you were given one hour on the holodeck. Yeah. Stuart Hour. Is that where you'd do go? A, I would do a Jack the Ripper style mystery. Yeah. I would do the, exactly, the of Terror. Exactly the same as Data's thing. Yeah. Create a foe capable of beating me. Even then, I. And then they bring out just a small, dumb baby <laughs> who manages to kick fuck out me. <laughs> Karate babies here. Oh, no way. <laughs> who's who's going to be first to fuck stud baby? <laughs> I have to leave. I don't feel like I'm comfortable here. Stud baby, I've got to go. <laughs> got to shoot him out one of the pods. <laughs> what about yourself, man? What would you do if you were given an un- unfettered access to a holodeck? Just a big Roman style orgy, I think. I think your first, your, my first instinct is computer. Do you have visual reference for girls allowed? Yes. Computer, twice, please. Twi- <laughs> Korean pop sensations, <laughs> twice, please. But twice, twice, twice. <laughs> and, and now, and fish and chips, twice. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah weird I, one. they must be using it for some of my opponent. I mean, it's always insinuated, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of insinuation. There's something more going. When they found fucking Barkley messing about in his mad Robin Hood fantasy, yeah, insinuation was that he was trying to bang down on Troy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that, and of course, like Jordy LaForge. That's right. Falling in love with the engineer behind such the, a fucking the creation of the such a creep, itself. man. I hate him. Yeah, I hate Jordy LaForge, man. I'm just saying, I'm just getting that out there right now. I hate Jordy LaForge. He is a whining bastard. He's a whiny cunt, and he made it really creepy for that woman. <laughs> so. Mm. He deserves nothing. He deserves to be shot. But I don't like the insinuation that everybody else is like, oh, I can't believe you used that for that. Oh, like, no, absolutely. What else are you using it for? Like, no, well, you, like, you go into a wooded area and practice whistling, things <laughs> exactly. like that. I'm just going to go in here and, I mean, Jean-Luc obviously judo. Is, <laughs> is better than us. You want know to just do some judo, maybe? <laughs> do you want to perhaps just do some judo? You could use that. You could do judo in the gym. Rather than taking up an hour of the holodeck where this guy wants to yeah. like see if he can 
I don't know, surfing a hot dog. <laughs> Computer, like, a beautiful big wave and a buoyant hot dog, please. <laughs> They're all just doing easily achievable stuff in yeah. there. Besides Jean Luc riding a horse. Yeah, well, that's all that. Of course. I like of course, of course. <laughs> that thing. The one thing that really struck me was you know that one where Worf and this has just become TNG fan cast now, mm. but um, Worf is showing him one of his kind of workouts and yeah. they're fighting like aliens like a skull guy yes and all that yeah i think you'd be fighting them like you go in there like surely you can set up to be like right set it up like we're fighting them but they can't hurt me so i'll just feel like a fucking badass yeah totally tough guy and then just shag them <laughs> just force them to the ground too much to shag them um i think it always comes back to sex in the holodeck well you they are hard light holograms aren't they they yeah. do seem to be able to interact with you so yeah. like I mean, hell. Who cares? Exactly. They made Data able to shag him. They made a fucking robot that can pump people. Yeah. And He's everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you're using the holodeck for a wank. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. If you can shag Data, you can have a wank in the holodeck. Absolutely. I would like to... <laughs> no, I'm not going to go into that. No, I was right. just saying, you know, it's that whole thing of like, where would... <laughs> the issue. Uh-huh. It's the issue with the issue. The issue with the issue. Does it just... Do you imagine it stays suspended in the hardly hologram until it until you well, switch yeah, off? Like, it just goes, <laughs> it splats to the like blue the blue gym mat that seems that's already there for the judo later. <laughs> just as Picard walks in, just looks at you and then looks at the floor and looks at you again. Yeah, like that, like all those weird things that they do. Like, oh, I want a jazz club. No, it's two a.m. <laughs> two a.m. Beautiful woman. No, more beautifuler, <laughs> sultrier. I'm going to pretend marry her, but it's just a rambling fantasy later. <laughs> it's a rambling fantasy. Listen, man. Uh-huh. That's been fun. That's been fun. Again, we're not we're having fun more than we are doing an investigative fucking expose on Star Trek. What more do you want? Just having fun. Who the fuck do you think you're wanting more? Listen. You want more? Because I've you got I've more. actually got some more. 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 Um, you ready for another quiz? I'm ready for another quiz, Phil. Let's okay. do it. I've got three quizzes here, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so worried was I that you know we we'd spent ourselves on the and then the mini pod beforehand. Yeah. I came up with three distinct quizzes. Holy shit! And you get to pick which one you want. Nice. Out of these three. Nice. Would you rather have Captain pick hard quiz <laughs> like that already? The Q is. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Or boldly go or boldly no. I think I'm gonna go for boldly go or boldly no. Excellent choice. I dropped a chiglet, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna go down and get a it. Chiglet of gum? A chiglet of gum. Oh. Would you get gum? What? Got some Your here. pocket munching? Drop that gum? <laughs> no, I'm sound. Sure man. <laughs> Listen, this one is it's a classic guest cast game. Go for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a guess. Is this a, a true episode title mm-hmm. from an episode of uh, Star Trek f- across the whole gamut. Okay, okay. Boldly go, or is oh. it boldly no? It's not. An, it's not an episode title. Phil's just made that up. This is good because this will show a my ignorance, mm. b my pe- really bad memory. Uh-huh. And again, as we spoke about in the last thing, I just let this wash over me, and I so some that's a classic episode. What are you talking about? I don't remember the fucking episode names, mate. Well, look, you're going to do bad at this quiz. Then I'm going to do bad at this quiz, but. But that do you thing- know what you do bring to this, man? A certain mm. jus de vivre. A certain jus de vivre. Um, okay, ready? Ready. Number one. Where no man has gone before. I'd say boldly go. That is boldly go, mate. That is an episode of the original series, originally aired date of the 22nd <laughs> of September, 1966. I love it. 
Number two, Night of the Sentinels. I want to say boldly no. It is boldly no. That is, in fact, yeah. the pilot episode of X-Men, the animated series. <laughs> Gene. Number, <laughs> Gene. Number three, Shore Leave. Boldly go. Boldly go. The original series, December 29th, 1966. <gasps> if wishes were horses. Boldly go. Boldly go. It's an episode of DS9, originally aired May 16th, 1993. Safe Harbour. Hmm. Boldly go. It's a boldly no. I'm no! Gonna, I knew you'd go for a ship-based bullshit. Oh, crud on me. What was it? I just made up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Body parts. Boldly go. Boldly go. It's another episode of DS9 from June 10th, 1986. <laughs> Number seven. Body massage machine. Go. <laughs> boldly no. It's boldly no. I just made it up. I didn't make up. It's from one of those old G.I. Joe things. Um, blood fever. Boldly no. It is boldly go, my friend. Oh, it's an episode of Voyager from me. February 5th, 1997. Shit, people watch Voyager, man. Oasis. It's a band. It's a band, but is it also an episode of... It is an episode of Star Trek. It is, my friend, boldly go. It is an episode of Enterprise from April 3rd, 2002. I do love Enterprise. Number 10, Fanta. <laughs> the Fanta, like Fanta, the juice, the jig. Say boldly, no. It's boldly, no. I just made that one up. That's not one of theirs. <laughs> the council. How many did you got? <laughs> Thirteen. Oh, okay. The council. The council. Spell like that. Mm-hmm. Boldly go. Boldly go. It's an episode of Enterprise from May twelfth, two thousand four. I'm doing really well at this. Rascals. Boldly go. Famous episode of TNG from November 9th, 1992. The final one, We Fucking Arseholes. <laughs> Boldly go. It's fake, man. I made that. Ah, <laughs> suck my dick clean off my body, man. <laughs> there you go. It's the end of the game. What a fantastic was that fun? quiz. That was a lot of fun, actually. I did. I, no, I got. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> I'm not doing it, man. That song's so catchy, man. Telling lies. It's so good. If you have, Hey, listen. All of you is listening. Just going to recommend straight up everyone listens to Johnny Johnny on YouTube. A kid's video. We'll link it on uh, the the Twitter. A three year old boy came, just started singing it to me the other day. And I'm like, what? Why have I never. You know, most nursery rhymes. You know, we've heard them over time. Yeah. But no, Johnny Johnny's an entirely new one, but it's seemingly a thing. And catchy. Johnny Johnny. (laughs) Are you eating sugar? Yeah. Johnny Johnny eating sugar. No papa. Telling lies. Telling lies. No, papa. Open your mouth. Ha, ha, ha. ha. <laughs> Imagine the, the universe they must live in. Well, mm. that is accepted behaviour. Johnny, Johnny. Next um, up. Next up. Are you ready? Yeah. It's time to make a decision, Gavin. What positive message from Star Trek amid all the rubbish, the negativity, the murders, what are we going to take away <laughs> and inject into our own cult? Let's find out. I think we need to do some pros and consies. Okay. So, Gavin, we've gone over the pros and cons of the cult of we, Star Trek. We did, we did. Now, let's just quickly discuss them, if oh, you don't mind. All right, okay. Give me, uh, I don't know, give me a, a pro. Pro, it's good TV. It's good TV, <laughs> there's no arguing with it, do you know what I mean? It's got the legs. It does, it's, it's had legs. It for, knows how to use them. Been going since the damn 60s, and there's not been one bad episode. Not even... Not even that Farpoint Station one? Nope, it's good. Con. Nerds. Nerds, man. We're going to have to put up with some... Nerds! 
Uh, well, actually, in episode 25, I think you'll find... Look, you have to just take... Again, it's gonna, we're going to come up to another uh, pro here, Phil. Yeah. Inclusiveness. You've got to take everybody at their face value. You've got to just no, you're right. welcome everybody in with open arms. Uh, do you think James Piberius Kirk <laughs> would not would shun someone for their views? No. no. Way, he would take them in and show them with a fist to the stomach <laughs> that they've done wrong. <laughs> that was John's original uh, vision for yeah. the show. John Roddenberry. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Phil, we've got another con. Stink zone, isn't it? You like how I walked that way around, so you you said this one. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the stink zone. You stink. remember when Forbidden Planet on uh, Buchanan Street? Yeah. Before it got redone. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, I yeah. used to go up and it really stank of body odour. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what all the bunks will stink of. Occasionally, I'm just can, saying now, that's can, what all the bunks will stink of. You can still go and get that if you go to A1 Books and Comics occasionally. Yes. Sometimes you'll get a stink in there. Some real deep smellers. They obviously, we're just there whenever a certain person's working there, I guess. And it fucking stinks, man. <laughs> you fucking stink, buddy. Uh, pro, in our pro, please. Fantasy is fulfilled. All of our greatest fantasies just laid out on a table just for that's each it. of us to enjoy and just cast our eyes over you know fulfill my fantasy uh, final con it's not real is it it's not real unfortunately I mean going back to the Heaven's Gate mm-hmm. they based a lot of their kind of hopes yep. on a Star Trekian future for mm-hmm. themselves you know they're the big team. fans the away team on their emblazoned on their uh, death patches the fact that they had Nichelle Nichols's brother as part of their cult yep um, again, the influence. Do you the know what I mean? The damned influence. influence coming from them, but it is not real. It isn't real. And can we really base our real life cults' rules on something which doesn't exist? Yes, because that's what we're here for. We can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. But I think, in terms of pros, we have three good pros. Yep. We Phil. can't make good TV. We can't make, we can't have our show be good TV. Hang on. Yet. Yet. Uh, fulfilling fantasies. We're here to fulfill our own, mm-hmm. but no one else's. No one else's. I think. I think. Inclusive is the way to go. That's the way to do it. I have full agreement. You had me at hello. So we are opening our arms up wide <laughs> to yes. everyone. Uh, we'll accept everyone from. I mean, we would always do that pretty much anyway. But mm-hmm. we're making it official. Yes. If you think you can't be part of Cult of Geshcast, you you're can. wrong. You're wrong. You can. You can do anything, and we will help you get there. If you have any kind of dream, and I mean anything, you want to be a fucking astronaut, you want to be a lorry driver, you want to be the boxing champion of Great Britain, we'll help you do it. We'll help, we'll, that, this is that, Gavin. This is where it starts. This is where we start enabling people. It's the Think new back to Jim. It's the new Masons. Think back to Jim. He has... Do you need a ladder? Yeah. We can, we can get you a ladder yeah, already. That's true. That's a thing that we've got on the board. The thing is, now we've got we've got a, a, a library of skills, yeah, in which we can call upon. Obviously, we spoke to Owen. Owen, steady hands, steady hands, and patience. Now that's going to. You may not think like compared to a ladder. Oh, that's not something quantifiable like a ladder is. Uh-huh. But people don't realise patience is a virtue. I just made that up. Open your mind to this, right? Mm-hmm. You're at the top of Jim's ladder. Mm-hmm. Getting something from up high. Yep. Right? Who do you want holding it at the bottom of it? Somebody with steady hands. Somebody with steady hands. And patience, because I'll spend a lot of time up there. Patience, because it takes me a long time to see things. 
<laughs> I've got long cones. <laughs> I've got long the, cones and I've got short rods. Yeah, what would you want? Look at the cones on that guy. <laughs> so yeah, inclusive is where we're going to go. How can we get our loyal listenership to show their inclusiveness? Now, of course, using the, the hashtag CoGlove. That's the one. We want you in the next, well, until the next episode. Yep, you've got like seven or eight weeks. Seven, a good seven, nine weeks. Uh, what we want to do is show you, you know, show proof to us mm-hmm. of you making a new pal. That's nice. Is that not nice? Yes. Make a new friend purely off this show. Mm-hmm. Get them to join the cult. Extra <laughs> points if they sign up for the Patreon. <laughs> they sign up for the Hell. Patreon. I'll tell you what. It's though. the price of a Kit Kat between friends. Yeah. See, I think it's in a little bit, it's like the those Fitbits. You know, you sign up, them Fitbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sign up. You get your friends on there, and you spur each other on. Yeah. You say, I might not go for a walk today. Ah, you know what? They're going out for walks. I'm going to go out for walks. If Cult of Geshcast is saying to you, go out and make a friend, you're like, maybe I will go out and make a friend. Maybe it's time to make a new friend. Just go out there, sitting on the bus stop. Hey, how's it going? My hey, man. David. Hey, man. Don't tell them your real name. No, Christ. Keep all the secrets from them that you wish. Just be their friend. Just be their goddamn friend, and then share that friendship with us. Hashtag Coglove. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, that's I mean, a big one. Friends help friends at the end of the day. Gavin, mm-hmm. it's time to look into one of our favourite segments, one of our personal favourite segments. All right. And that's where we decide whether or not our most recent cult that we've been discussing, which is, of course, today Star Trek, <laughs> is uh, better than all the other ones that we've discussed in a section we like to call Cult Status. Welcome to Cult Status, Welcome to everyone. Cult Status, everyone. So, Gavin, it's a simple question. It's on everyone's lips. Is Star Trek better than uh, Heaven's Gate? No. <laughs> no. I'd suffice, suffice to say, as time has gone on, my love for Heaven's Gate has only increased. <laughs> and it's my, only grown. My respect for the decisions. Mm. I, uh, considering that Heaven's Gate in, includes Star Trek lore within it. Well, that's it. You've got a snippet of Trek. Yeah. You've got... Yeah, so I'm I'm still think it's my favourite so far. Still Heaven's Gate, Gate. still got it. It yeah. was almost there for me, just out of a love of Star Trek. Yeah, but I think you know it's got to be those guys. I mean, they all <laughs> they all took a bunch of barbiturates and killed themselves. <laughs> barbiturates and applesauce, man. That's that. So we'll be serving up at the live show. <laughs> it's time to look at something else. How to join us. How, yeah. to get in, how to get in contact with us, Kevin? How to get in touch with us. This is what we call the, the cool-down area of the show. Welcome just to cool-down. Kick off your Crocs, man, <laughs> and just I, relax. You can get in touch with us on Twitter. Please follow our Twitter account, at Geshcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can, you can, if you wanted to go to Geshcast.com, there's not much there anymore. <laughs> I didn't even put up the last show. Fuck it, don't go there. Um, <laughs> if you are by Geshcast.com, probably up for sale quite soon. Yeah, exactly. I'll just keep an eye out and you'll get it for like 2 99 a year or something. Uh, but yeah, so the other thing that we need to discuss, Philip, is the Patreon. The Patreon is... Uh, you go on the Cult of Geshcast uh, Patreon, and for just one dollar American, American dollar <laughs> American a month, dollar. like seventy-seven pence a month, as we stated, the price of a damned Kit Kat. You'd be lucky to find a Kit Kat for that price. Yeah, and compare true. that against the hours of content that you're getting. The, stu- the content. The hour of content you're getting. Yeah, you're getting that hour of content. You're also going to get an extra special show only for Patreon subscribers. Isn't that worth it? Very possibly. Is that not worth it? 
<laughs> so with that being said, remember, make friends. Share your friendship with us using the hashtag Kuglove. Using the same optimistic and friendly nature that the Federation has spread throughout the galaxy. Absolutely, man. Do not break the Prime Directive. <laughs> Do not. And may the force be with you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, it's time to go. Okay. Call of Geshcast. See ya! Hello, is that Owen? It is, hello. Hi, Owen. It's it's Gavin and Philip from Cult of Geshcast. Hello. Oh, oh hello, gosh. <laughs> what, what a wonderful surprise. Yeah. Um, listen, you did say that you were happy to uh, submit yourself to our five questions. Yes. So here we go. Philip, please hit him with number one. Who are you? Uh, Owen. Cool. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. I had one of those um, penguin cake bars a while ago. It's all right. Okay, and, how, and and how was it? That's not a question, by the way. But how? Uh... Sub question. Okay, have we begun? Next question. Skills. Hello. Answer Hello? the answer the fucking question, Owen. I swear to God. What is going yeah, on here? This guy's a fucking nightmare. I think he's failed. Is this the first person we're going to have um, to kick I out the cult? I, I don't know if, uh, if the uh, if the call quality is very bad or or if you're doing a bit. I, I genuinely don't. Skills? I think I might have missed a question. Skills? Skills? Skills. This is a waste of time, man. Skills. He's gone. <laughs> what a waste of our fucking time. What a waste of fucking time that was. Oh, they're all like that. Scales. Scales. We should have asked for scales. Yeah, that would have been nice. Do re mi fa. <laughs> all the same. Well, Owen's fucked his chances. That's him. Out. The first person kicked out of the club. Kicked out of the club. Yeah. How would you do him it? At some point. How How would you kill him? No. Well, I don't know if we'd kill him. I don't know whether to kill him or kiss him. <laughs> I'd crucify him, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just a strong crucifixion. Yeah. St. Andrew's style. <laughs> That's the one. Like William Wallace himself. Oh, beautiful. Torn apart by four horses and then spread to the four ends of the earth. <laughs> Just because of the a dream. bad call quality. <laughs> the dream, finally. Well, we didn't actually think about what would happen if the call quality failed. We didn't. And that's on us. Hell. On with the show.